T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Barry Rosner, Joe Ostrowski with you until noon, taking you up to Cubs baseball in Washington today. Right now, it's time to go out to the Score Hotline where we're joined by Maury Brown of Forbes Magazine. He's covered the business of baseball for the last 20 years for Forbes. You can follow him on Twitter at BizBallMaury. Hey, Maury, thanks for jumping on again today. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Last time we talked to you, it was, uh, well, it was in regards to many hypothetical things. And uh, while we don't have many more details than we did a few months ago when we talked about a potential Cubs network, at least, um, and, and this, of course, is not a surprise. Everyone knew that the Cubs were going to have their own network after the 2019 season. But uh, now that we know it for certain, what comes to mind as you think about the the next round of teams that, that institute their own networks? Well, I think the biggest thing is trying to figure out where they all land in, in terms of figuring out what the digital landscape is. I think we're starting to get a handle on that. Um, I, I think that the the biggest question for me always is, you know, how they're going to round out programming when the Cubs are not playing, right? I mean, you've got to basically fill a whole lot of programming in the offseason and whatnot, and certainly there'll be a bunch of studio um, shows that I'm sure will be of interest to Cubs fans, but there's that, and then looking, of course, at the at the landscape that happened prior with the Dodgers and certainly the Phillies, and I think that you can start to kind of come up with, with a sum that they'll pull in, and I think that it'll be probably pretty substantial. What do those teams do on on the days and during the times when when the team is not playing? Well, as I mentioned, I mean, you're going to have a lot of studio programming, I think. And then oh, I think boy. that you're going to have to try and figure out how you round that out. And that, I think, is an open question. Um, I, I they Look, they wouldn't go into this idea of having their own regional sports network if they didn't think that they could go ahead and get other sports properties to round it out. Now, who that is, I have no idea. I, I'm not privy to that right now. Um, but I'm sure that they've looked deeply into that whether it's any of the other chicago teams i have no idea um you know i I, you know pro teams and whether there's any college or 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 anything like that i mean you're going to have to have something else besides cubs even though i would say if if you were going to be in a market and you were going to have a brand um that you were going to go after certainly the cubs are in that top three conversation of fan interest um, in not only your your market but in regionally, so they have a leg up on that. It's interesting because the Cubs have had a relationship with Northwestern. They've played at mm-hmm. Wrigley Field, but of course they're in with the Big Ten Network and and wherever they put the Big Ten games on a Saturday. But they do have a relationship with Notre Dame, and of course they have the deal with NBC. But do you think that's viable? A lot of North, a lot of Notre Dame games in other sports over on a Cubs network. Yeah, I mean, it's always a possibility. I mean, really, I mean, if you were going to go after uh, a collegiate brand, certainly you have that. And look, you mentioned, you know, NBC. I mean, that was, that's been a landmark deal for a very, very long time. You know, long before we saw any of the, 
the super networks that we have around the the conferences. Um, NBC, of course, had Notre Dame, and I don't see that going away anytime soon. So it's I don't know wild, Maury. It's crazy. It's it's six hours, right? Yeah, and, and it is. And and I I just like I said, I think that it's one of those things that. Um, I think that it, I don't think that they're going to have a problem per se. I just don't know what the properties are going to be. Okay. You have you have um, you have this NBC Sports Network here in Chicago, which mm-hmm. is partially owned by all of the teams and shared by all of the teams, and and all of them uh, outside of the Bears in Chicago uh, broadcast on that network. And even the Bears are well represented with with shows that are very very favorable toward the bears there it's almost like it's almost like bears produce so um they're they're a big presence there as well why for the cubs go off on your own and add another one of these teams if it's sort of going to be the same thing i get not to get too esoteric here but from from uh in, in terms of monetizing it how much better does it get for the cubs than it is right now being in partnership with these other teams on NBC Sports Network. Well, let's just, you know, let's remove the percentage of where they are now and let's just kind of look at what a deal would look like for the Cubs. Okay. I think that I think that they're look, they're never going to get like the 8.3 million or billion dollar deal that the Dodgers got. But I think that it's very possible that they could be north of what the Phillies got and that was 5 billion. Look, that's that's a substantial sum. Wow. I and mean, you own your property, you have that ability. Now, how it looks in relationship to what they're pulling right now, clearly they get, you know, they, they go from being, a, you know, an equal partner to owning the whole enchilada. And I think that that really changes things a lot for them. Look, they're, they're in a heck of a position. They've been, there's been this conversation about what the Cubs were going to do around television now, guys. I, I, it's been over a decade. And, you know, clearly they're in a better position now after winning the World Series and still being highly competitive than they have before. So I think that they could do that. I think the larger question that you mentioned around the other teams are really whether they coalesce around their own RS, and I don't know if they do that per se. I, I just think that maybe the Cubs walk away, they keep their deal that they've got now, and that percentage grows a little bit. But it, it, it'll be interesting to see how you slice that up because now, like you said, you have another player in the market, and how is that going to look in terms of advertisement dollars? How is it going to look you know, to basically fill out and round out um, programming as we discussed so it, you know it, it's not something that's terribly easy but they, it's been something that's been talked about for a terribly long time and i think that they're starting to move around that and get that figured out now they'll have another year to have all that stuff in place our bruce levine reported that every cubs game that is on cable the cubs get three quarters of a million dollars every cubs game that is on wgn or they're also on abc locally sometimes they get about two hundred thousand dollars so you can understand why they're making this move. So what happens when baseball swoops in and they take them for Sunday night baseball or they put them on Fox or FS1? Do they get money for those games? Well, they would. I mean, those those are kind of national deals that they have that are kind of equally distributed. They wouldn't I they're not going to be the same as they own those outright. But look guys, those are, you know, substantial sums and those are also coming up for renewal here pretty soon. So you know, th- those are once again kind of that that's centrally um, distributed amongst all the clubs. They would get their percentage of that, um, but it also you know continues to grow and be a conversation piece around that studio programming that they would have. They'd be able to talk about those games. Clearly, 
um, after they were played or before as as kind of bookending, and, and that's a large part of what goes on um, and that you see with with the other markets that are that have um, regional sports networks. I think the thing that's most interesting to me right now is um, I, I do wonder, you know, yes, was sold off to Fox for the most part. And whether the Yankees come back and they do that, you're starting to see it kind of come back around. There were a lot of teams that walked away from owning regional sports networks. Certainly we have Nesson, um, and we have the mass and mass between the, the, the Orioles and yeah. the Nationals. But look, you know, like I said, they've been talking about this for a heck of a long time, um, you know, at least fundamentally. And now, of course, substantively, they're, they're looking at it. So I'm sure that they've put all this stuff together. They wouldn't. They, I don't think they'd launch into it if they didn't think – that being the third largest brand in, in a, a largest market like that, um, that that they wouldn't, you know, have some idea of what they were, they had planned. He's Maury Brown. He covers the business of baseball for Forbes. You can follow him on Twitter at BizBallMaury. And Maury, I'm sure uh, you're aware of this, but full disclosure, we are the Cubs radio network. Um, I, you mentioned Yes and Nesson with the Red Sox, Yes with the Yankees. What I've noticed they both do is they simulcast radio shows especially in the afternoons. I, I think Nesson does it in the morning, too. You you would probably know. Why do those networks decide to simulcast radio? Is it just easy, cheap programming? Yeah, it probably is. I mean, I would I would certainly think that there's some of that. Um, you know, it, it, once again, content is king, right? And, and you, you know, you guys are awfully lucky. Uh, you know, the Cubs are, um, once again, in the top three, of brands that you would have for that. You certainly couldn't pull this off if you were, say, the A's or the Rays, I don't think. But it's certainly, like I said, there's so much interest around the brand. There's so much history. And, of course, the big the big thing is they're, they're of course, performing really well in the standings. So that, that all adds up, I think, to allowing for that sort of thing to happen. If um if you get to a point where they're you know baseball is negotiating new TV deals with all of these networks and a and a team like the Cubs with an RSN says well, wait a minute you know we're we're taking a huge hit from a revenue standpoint on any game that isn't on our network how does baseball resolve that is that just a typical Rob Manfred sorry this is what we do this is for the good yeah. of the game. Yeah, I think that there's some of that. I mean, look, there is always that argument. There's always, you know, competitive balance and certainly the the difficulties or the challenges. I, I would just say there are challenges that you have with, of course, the the largest revenue makers in the in the league, and, and the Cubs are going to become one of those easily. That that's always there. But look, you you start getting into you know what's in the best interest of baseball, and of course, the national TV deal. Is highly important, and, and once again, I, I, I'll get to this. It's an additional revenue stream. The, that money that the Cubs will negotiate with themselves, right? I mean, it's kind of a circular kind of thing, right? Um, they'll negotiate that with themselves. Will account for all of this stuff, and certainly, like I said, the Phillies, you know, um, the Dodgers, all of them deal with that. The Dodgers, of course, get an advantage. They can't get carriage right now with anybody, but. Um, that I think is another thing to kind of look at. It'll be interesting to see where um, Cubs content lands on with with carriers, and that I think is a, a really interesting thing to see whether you can get to the point whether somebody like Directv or other large national entities that have a, a huge footprint will want to pick those up. I mean, it's going to be more money 
And that becomes challenging when you're trying to squeeze that in with everything else. The Dodgers are facing this right now. Do you think we'll ever get to the point where, uh, for those that are that still have cable, it's kind of like a menu at a restaurant? Okay, you pick out the channels and you pay for each channel? Well, certainly you're kind of moving that way, right? I mean, yeah. it, it is it is becoming, you know, this thing where they basically, you know, have this these bundles. And I think that you're going to get to that. I don't know if you're ever going to be able to go fully a la carte where I can go give yeah. me this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, like my, uh, I think you'll probably get into something that will be more along the lines of you'll have this package, this sports package with your local news, and you can have that. And for those that aren't into sports, you can have this other package of, of networks. But, yeah, I mean, it is kind of moving that way. I, and I had to do it with, uh, so I want Red Zone because I want to watch mm-hmm. Red Zone today. So I have to buy the sports package. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, and it, it it lends itself, you know, there's been a lot of talk, you know, certainly Congress has kind of weighed in there to where it has become so burdensome for consumers, you know, as their cable prices have gone up. Um, what, what are we going to do about that? Why do we have these things? Look, I don't want to watch sports. I want my Nickelodeon. I don't want my Nickelodeon. I want my sports. Yeah. And there is that always that challenge. And it'll it's really going to affect some of these networks, some of these outliers, you know, you know, I don't know whether Velocity, whether you guys have DirecTV, whether something like Velocity, which is, you know, basically a car channel, survives yeah. without being able to be bundled in with everything else. But look, sports chews up the vast majority of your cable bill, ESPN specifically, but that's largely because sports is unscripted. It is still the king of of all, all content on television. We really kind of tend to want to go there. We don't want to DVR it. And that, I think, is the advantage. That's the other reason why the Cubs are looking into this. You, you just really are in a position that other content really isn't. Yeah, well, I, I feel like digressing all over the place here. Yeah. But I, w- I would love to subtract ESPN from my cable because I don't watch it anymore anyway. And you're telling me it's the most expensive thing I pay for on a bill that is absolutely horrific at this point. Well, you know, and that's part of the problem with when you become a, an aggregator of a bunch of sports properties to basically do that. Specifically, the NFL chews up a, a huge portion of it, but they also support, you know, clearly the NBA and others. Everybody has a tendency to focus kind of around Sports Center, and I really don't have an interest in that anymore because I can get my nobody you know, does the sports highlights. <laughs> nobody watches it. Well, I mean, some do and some don't, but I mean, this is why people gripe and complain about. You know, I don't want to watch, you know, I'll pick on FS1. I don't want to watch Skip Bayless, and I don't really want to see, you know, all these studio programs, but those are largely done because they're cheap. Yep. I mean, if you talk talk to people, that's why. Now, SportsCenter's kind of kind of going back to the future. You're seeing Keith Oberman, Kenny Main, and they're trying to basically pull that audience back in. But those are expensive programs to run and and produce, and that's why I think it's largely, you know, like I said, expensive. They're not watching Get Up either. I, yeah, well, <laughs> that's another issue. What is that? Yeah, that's the Greenberg show oh, that Beetle just got fired from. Sorry, Maury, I didn't even know that was the name <laughs> of it. I've never seen it. Um, so I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Is you were just saying that ESPN chews up so much? Why? Because of the play-by-play rights. That's what people are watching. That's what they're willing to watch live, and not something off of Netflix or not something DVR'd. Is the is the value of play-by-play on television, so that's high. Is it still on radio? You know, I would say that it is. You know, it's interesting. I live in, you know, I live in Portland, Oregon, right, a little tiny market up here in the Pacific Northwest. We have three sports radio 
um, channels here, which is, I, I don't know how they survive. I really don't. There's so much competition for it. We have but, two. Yeah, it's one more than Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. And, and but the, I think the point of the matter is, is that um, while there has certainly been a scaling back of considerable, um, it, it's been considerable, guys. I, I don't need to tell you this, right? You know that the that the radio industry under uh, has been largely under assault, not as much as print. Um, news, the newspaper industry, but certainly it's been very hyper-competitive. Um, I think that there's been a lot of belt tightening that has gone on within radio, but I still think that it still has a lot of value in some senses. Um, it allows a lot for advertisers. Baseball, in, in particular, right, the, the number of games, the inventory of games uh, is really an, an advantage for baseball. Ratings might go down, but it's just got such a huge amount of property mm-hmm. to go ahead and, and present out there that it's still valuable. So, yeah, I think radio is there. I just don't think that it has, much like television, it's just become so hyper-fragmented, right? I can stream it. Somebody right now in my market or elsewhere is listening to your show um, outside of market. Now, how that works for advertisers, I have no idea. But I do know that, once again, it's just become so hyper-fragmented in terms of our options and our entertainment, you know, whether it's radio or television or streaming, has, there are so many options out there right now that it's just become diluted. Yeah, it, monetizing is still an issue in 2018. They're still trying to figure it out. People are willing to to reach out and find your content, but outside of over-the-air radio, it's still a challenge to monetize it. S- same with podcasting. I, I do podcasts too. It, that, that's a challenge. That has not been figured out yet. No, and I mean everybody has been grappling. Look, it's funny to me that um, – or not funny if you've been in the newspaper industry – uh, I wasn't, but it was clearly one of those things to where you started to see when the Internet came along that content could be readily available for cheap, if not completely free. And how were, how were other industries that provided content going to pay reporters? How was how that going to look? And the podcast component is largely, I think, bolsters. Normally, it's just augmented programming that goes around other stuff. I mean, the ones that are truly successful – are largely secondary content that goes along with with radio or television that's already out there. Now, there are certainly private and, and small podcasts that do really well, but it is, once again, everybody has – there's a limited number of advertisers out there. And so how are, how are sales teams going out there and basically going to make it profitable or enough to make it you know worthwhile for somebody to come along and provide content – um, for them, and that is, I think, going to continue to be the challenge. I think the thing that's interesting, if we, as we look, kind of come back around on the Cubs, yeah. and I talk about digital, what I think we're finding is that over the air is becoming much more of a, of a viable option. People, um, there was this idea that my phone was going to somehow supplant my television, and that, of course, I think is crazy. Everybody is going to want to, you want the form factor in television. It's just bigger, it's brighter, it's clearer. But when I leave the house, I want to be able to go away, and I want to be able to watch my stuff. And the problem is, of course, now there's like 80 million different ways. i got to have an app for this one and an app for that one. I just want to go to one place like I do in my house. Yeah. And so the network, the, the carriers, your direct TVs or, or your cable companies have a leg up in that sense where you go, hey, I just log into my um, direct TV component on my phone, and I can just pick up my channels there. It's in one spot. And that, I think, is the thing where things are kind of moving. You certainly, I think, the one thing to to note here is that um, it wouldn't surprise me at all, of course, if there's a digital offering for the Cubs network when it comes online, just like we have for everybody else. 
But once again, I think that it just becomes a lot easier for consumers to have a one-stop shop. And that's the largest complaint that we have now in the digital space. I just yeah. want to know where I need to go. And, and once again, over the air, kind of over the top, I'm sorry, it becomes um, that component. Yeah, Maury, that was actually going to be my next question about the Cubs because we, we hear complaints about it all the time. I complain about it all the time. We talked to you about it four months ago. Cubs. Yeah. Okay, are you on NBC Sports Chicago? Are you on Plus? Are you on ABC? Are you on WGN? Are you on Fox? Are you on ESPN? Where are you today? And so, why can't I get it on my phone? And why can't I get it on my tablet? And why can't I get it in the ballpark? And why can't I get it on every single device on every imaginable platform? And when is that going to so, be fixed? So how valuable is it? For outside of the national games, for the Cubs to be on one station every day. Well, I think that it is in terms of the fact that you for those things that you mentioned. Look, there'll be that transitionary point. It's just like where are they now? I mean, you you get into that with everybody as as rights fees are negotiated and and, and people move around. I mean, you, you we're seeing. You know, uh, I'll pick on a, a completely different sport. You know, uh, IndyCar moves from ABC for being there forever, and now they're going to move to NBC. Um, you know, and it's, of course, consumers are in that spot. Where are we this week? Where are we next month? And, and look, people are, are, are creatures of habit, especially in an age where we're, we're so distracted, right? I mean, we'll come back to this. People want stuff that's easy, and they just want to know where their stuff is at. And there'll be a transition period here. I mean, look, the, the Cubs aren't going to go, wow, you know, we're, we're not going to start our own regional sports network because we've got to have people kind of move over to our new platform. Uh, no, they're thinking about it in terms of the money, um, but it, but it is there. I mean, it's just I think people are becoming more aware of it. It's kind of a pain. I, I'll fully admit it. You know, every year you're like, okay, where are we at this year? I remember at one point, uh, I want to say that um, the playoffs in baseball used to be on like ABC Family at one point. I mean, <laughs> it was like what? And I think that there was, I you know, the NHL. It, it, Constantly has oh so, CNBC uh, and yeah. NCAA on True TV Golf Channel yeah. yeah and so it is it is one of those things that I don't see that going away guys I mean it's just something that's going to happen as these rights fees continue to be negotiated and come up for renewal Maury uh, before we let you go um, and uh, if this is impossible to answer at this point I would understand but I'll ask anyway from purely a revenue standpoint. Do you have a feel for starting in 2020 when the Cubs have their own network, what kind of revenue this could generate for them annually? I don't. I mean, I would look. Is it possible that it's um, in the $100 million range annually? I, I think that that's probably a possibility. The big question, guys, is largely, you know, how long is this agreement, right? I mean, remember, it sounds crazy. You're like, hey, you're talking to yourself, right? One hand is shaking the other. But there's the terms of the deal, how long it is, will really determine the amount of revenue that comes in annually, um, you know, whether it's 20 years or whether it's 10 years. I'd be interested to see the duration, and I think that that's one of the things that really is an advantage and is, is complicated right now. Look, some of these deals are like 25 years, and you get locked in, yeah. and that can be good and bad when you own a regional sports network. If things are going swimmingly, you know, you go, wow, we're locked in. We look like we made a good deal for ourselves here with this television deal. Um, whether it dips down in 25 years, I don't know if anybody can really say what the what the landscape is going to look like in 25 years, whether we figure out the digital thing and whether the money continues to flow in there as people kind of coalesce around um, moving to digital. Look, I will say this, guys, the idea that you have 
much like over the completely over the air and people putting up you know antennas and having it that way of course that's going the way of the dodo i don't know whether um i i certainly don't think in 25 years that that satellite or cable is completely gone but i think that the delivery mechanism through the wire through internet will be there your television will just become a large monitor right you'll just stream it as we come into you know faster um internet speeds i think that you're just going to get it that way but you know i i i would look at it you know in terms of that kind of figures i think it's a possibility you can follow him on Twitter at BizBallMaury. Read him in Forbes. He's Maury Brown. Thank you, Maury. Great stuff. Look forward to talking to you again. All right, guys. Have the best of the rest of your weekend. Thank Thanks, you. Maury Brown. A lot of information. There's, whew, I have more questions than answers. Yeah, well, I imagine the Cubs do as well, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Possibilities. I mean, it's the Wild West. Endless. We're entering the Wild West. What is it going to be? And what are you willing to lock yourself into? And already are you thinking if you're Tom Ricketts, what could I sell this network for? Mm-hmm. Or if if I still own it outright, how much more valuable does it make my franchise? What are you doing November to March? That is a lot. See, that's the that's the uh well, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about it. That's the weird thing about it to me, is if you're leaving NBC Sports, what used to be CSN. And, and I, I mentioned what Bruce said. They're getting a lot of money to be there. Yeah. Three quarters of a million a game. So they think they're going to get more in their own network. They take a hit every time they're on GN or ABC. Major so if hit. they're leaving that, which they partially own, in which they are uh, partners with uh, all the other teams in, they leave that and go to their own. Why do that if you're just going to bring in more of those teams again? But what are you going to do with all that? We can do with all that time. Programming. Yeah. We mentioned Notre Dame, but Notre Dame has a football deal. The, the two things that people really care about, basketball and football, they have deals. As it is, local programming on whatever local station you're talking about, whether it's news or sports yeah. or whatever, is dreadful. I mean, it's it's. Look at what NBC I mean, it's, does it's, now. It's Wayne's World, and now you're talking about hours and hours and hours a day. But okay, of, let, let's look at what they do now. So they have Kaplan show is a half hour at most, an hour sometimes. They have a baseball show that's a half hour. They have they run fast break on repeat. It's a 15 minute wrap up show in the morning. They air that at midnight, then they run in the morning. So un- unless I'm missing something, daily local shows. If like an hour of programming, original programming, right? An hour and a half sometimes. I mean, there has to, there has to be a plan for this. Obviously, there's there's, there's post games, but you know. So the Cubs leaving them now they have a massive gonna, hole. You're going to replay games. All right, Eli's starting to freak out. Will you will you uh, read legal and we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll get back to this. The bottom of the hour of hit he's, run. He's, he's doing the waving of the I arms don't even things look. again and. He's making other signals, which I don't understand. This one? The aircraft carrier is parked. I, I don't know what the, you know. He does I, a shake weight thing, too, which is Yeah, dirty. that's <laughs> inappropriate. 
The bottom of the hour of hit and run is brought Drunk. to you by Northwestern football coach Fitz and the Cats return to Ryan Field this Saturday when they host Akron at 6.30. Season and single game tickets on sale at nusports.com. How do you bring in an aircraft carrier? That's what he appears. He seems to be doing some of the, no, that's orange. an airplane. That's an airplane. The orange. The orange. <laughs> that's <laughs> how did, he just shakes his head the whole whole show. Only every time I look around, he hates us. He mostly you. Well, I hate him, so it's fine. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, well, we'll we'll get back to this conversation, and uh, we'll take your calls. Many of you want to talk about this. At 312-644-6767, it's hitting the score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Seinfeld fans are going to like this shot. Hello, Newman and Kramer. Actually, those two young men, they were the second base shortstop combination, the Keystone duo for the Indianapolis AAA ball club. And boy, do they get a lot of that... Oh, I bet. While they were down there. Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. Oh, I know the chunky that left these chunkies. <laughs> Newman! <laughs> I forgot about that line. I haven't heard that one in so long. Eli, you should tweet out a, a picture that... Uh, Joe West? Was that in the A's dugout? You know, the chunky. Where, where, you, where Kramer and Newman were together? Pirates. I know, but were they playing the A's for some reason? I thought it, no. It was last weekend. Anyway, tweet yeah. out that picture of the two of them together in the dugout. Can you do that? Is that really that complicated? What's the problem now? Now why the waving of the arms? You're so lucky you're back to him, is Joe. You're... I know. I he disgusts me. Disgusting. I just asked you. Nothing I won't tell you. Leave that off the air. <laughs> On second hand. Go ahead. It's <laughs> it seems like with every week <laughs> as we get closer to the end. Oh, it's just, I'm there. Yeah. It's, just, it's gone further off the rails. Have you have, are you sensing that? Have you sensed that? Yeah. Okay. In June. <laughs> The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Lakeside Bank. How about free checking that pays a great interest rate? Just say the funny word, Kasasa. Kasasa. You've done this one before. See, I didn't read this. I haven't done it in a long time, thankfully. It means free checking plus an amazing interest rate. Kasasa. Free checking, great interest. Join Lakeside Bank. It's about time. So you, you did not look at that. You just started reading. I just That's started why you're reading. going so I did, slow. J- yeah, because it said, just say the funny word. And you know how when you read, you're actually, your eyes are ahead of the word that you're saying. Yeah. And so all I said, peripherally, I saw Kansas. And I was trying to figure out how, <laughs> what Kansas had to do with this in any way, shape, or form. But it's just say the funny word, Kasasa. I got it, though. I nailed it without ever having ever read it before. And it works because now everybody that heard that will remember it. Yeah. Kasasa, Lakeside Bank. Okay. There you go. Means free checking and great interest. Um, we, um, we were talking about the Cubs and, and leaving the local sports network 
creating their own and how that's going to work, especially from a programming standpoint. And if you look around, whether you see it on cable or, or whatever your provider is, you see there's all sorts of programming. There's roundtable discussions. They're, you know, mostly bad. There's all sorts of um, analysis, endless analysis, uh, mostly bad. There is a show you know, I really like on Nesson. They do a two-hour Sunday. It would be like us doing a just a national baseball show while doing a lot of Red Sox mixed in. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you can, uh, well, you also, the problem is we don't live in a world where anybody wants the truth. Okay, so the question is, who's really going to be in charge of a network like that? And do they want any sort of honest analysis? You know what it's like. We had this conversation a few weeks ago. There are front offices listening all the time. Mm-hmm. I know this for a fact. There are front offices listening all the time. And there are things you can say and things that you can't. I mean, I haven't run into it here. Uh, I have in other places. And I. It's, uh, it's really apparent in TV. There are relationships and... You have to, you know, there, it it will be interesting to see what kind of a place they want to run and what they fill their programming with. Now you'll have replays, right? You'll have replays of games. So that'll be something. Relationships with other teams, I think is interesting because as I said before, Joe, if you're leaving a network that has these other teams, why start your own and then bring them in? Uh, Do you, I, I, that would, that, sounds counterintuitive. Maybe it's not. Maybe financially it's not at all. Maybe it's absolutely the right thing to do. But how many would you bring in and which ones? You certainly don't want to run into any programming conflicts, which inevitably you do. Certainly would with basketball and hockey in the spring. Yeah. Very little with hockey, though, because then the playoffs, they're gone after one round, correct? Eddie Patnet, no, I'm saying they're locally, they're allowed to carry one round. I'm trying to think if if I uh, think that's right. I'm trying to think if a second round. Been a while since there was a second round. Yeah, we have to go way back. You have to go back to 2015. I'm trying to remember if second round. I'm pretty sure because I remember a few I know, years ago obviously, Pat was saying goodbye at the end of the first round. Um, when they did advance, it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, fair enough. Let's just say, but that's still the the first. You could get into the third week of April, conceivably. Sure. So there's some conflict there. You don't want any of that. But you're right. There's not a lot there. Basketball could go. Could go further. Not much. Um, Bat, bat, college basketball is a good. Well, college basketball would be good. You're certainly not bringing the other baseball team with you. So it's a lot of it's a lot of time to fill. Now everybody speculated about the Notre Dame thing. Does that make sense to you? The Notre Dame thing? There are connections there, but okay, I think people are just saying it. What are you bringing of Notre Dame's? What are you bringing? Their coaches show? Okay, half hour coaches show. They already have that right now in NBC Sports Chicago. What else? You're not bringing the football. 
And that property, we know what that value, how valuable that yeah, is. You're not getting That's that away. That's never from, ever happening. Not getting that away from NBC. And okay, so what's the deal with college basketball? They have all the ACC games. That are on ESPN a lot. Yeah, that's. I think that's. Uh, you're tied to a network there. Okay, so what do I want from Notre Dame? What do you want? Track and field. What's that going to do for you? Lacrosse. So now you're just now you're just throwing anything on hockey. Again, now you're just throwing anything on. <laughs> Nobody's watching college hockey. I'd rather have a studio show. I'd rather have a show on the '69 Cubs. There are a lot of 2016 shows, a lot, like everything. Anybody that ever spoke to a Cub <laughs> that year, <laughs> you're going to have 10 hours of programming a week. What do I, I'm, I'm going to have to do. Let's look back at the 90s Cubs with Barry Rosner. I'm going to have to do the 80s, the 90s, show. the 90s, 91 thousands with you. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be in studio interviewing Dawson, Sandberg. Mad Docs, everybody. Gary Maddox? No. You sit down with Greg, sit down with his brother, everybody. I mean, I, it's, it, look, it's, it's, it's fascinating to ponder. The revenue stream will be extraordinary, and frankly... I mean, assuming that, that you know, the, the bottom doesn't fall out, and I, for the Cubs, I don't think that it will. So the revenue stream will be extraordinary. I don't think they give a rat's hat what else is on the station, assuming that their revenue stream is all that they hoped it Just would be. Just fill it. And that's for, that's for the games. You're not, you're not selling any of those shows that you're talking about. You're not selling them. You might you're show the sell- games three times. And people will watch them three times. I mean, what, how many Law & Order reruns can you watch? Right, so that I mean they will be that people will watch it. Yeah, you have. Can you, you can, can you can air also, the classic games? That's see, that's the. Can you do that? That's the question. That's the question because that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. was how many of those could you run that people would be interested in? What's I mean, they'll the check. They'll check their they'll check their DVR every day. Wait, there's a game from '84. Remember what? There's a game from There's a game from '89. Kerry Wood twenty there's strikeout a, game is tomorrow afternoon. There's a I'm game, taping it. There's a game from '03. Game from the last week of 04, Dusty Baker. <laughs> yeah, right. Adam Dunn stealing second. Steve Stone calling it. I would <laughs> I would like to hear that broadcast again. Stoney calling every single thing that Dusty Baker did wrong right before he did it wrong. And everything bad that was going to happen you know, right before it happened. You know, bring some people in. Give Bartman a show. Sorry. Uh, 312 644 But that's part of it, Barry. Um, so, Yes Network, if you flip it on, you'll see a lot of shows about previous championships, the history of the Yankees. Same thing on the Red Sox. Yeah. What do you air here? What do you have? Well, you, you celebrate air, you, losing you air, in 69? You, you air uh, celebrations of all the previous championships. <laughs> Wait, what? This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call one eight seven seven Cars for Kids. When we come back, I want to get back to uh, Kopech and the White Sox and yep. the rotation and the future, and uh, we'll talk to Bruce top of the hour about uh, the Brewers series from last week, the one that's upcoming, 
and the National Series the Cubs are involved in right now. We'll do that on Hit and Run next. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I wonder what he thinks about Girardi. What's your take? Does he work with him? What's your take on who he might love? Probably not going to hire a guy who's high profile making a lot of money. What's your take on who he might hire as his new manager? Eli's singing right now. Yeah, you did. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you for another hour and eight minutes. Sorry, I know Eli got hammered last night, and I thought it was funny <laughs> that he played the song. But he knows I love the song because it's from Bull Durham. So I appreciate that, Eli. And uh, and you played it anyway, even though you knew we were going to make fun of you for getting drunk and coming in hungover and unprepared to do your job today. <laughs> who was uh, who was Mad Dog talking to when he when he asked seven different questions? Can you play that again? Can you re-rack that and play that again? Uh, there was like seven different questions, and I don't know who he was talking to. I wonder what he thinks about Girardi. What's your take? Does he work with him? What's your take on who he might love? Probably not going to hire a guy who's high profile making a lot of money. What's your take on who he might hire as his new manager? For where? For the Angels? Correct. After Sosha's done this season. I didn't hear it because Eli was talking to my ear while you were playing <laughs> it, so I couldn't hear it. What's your take? What's your take? What's your take? What's your sense on that? We have to have helped his ratings, right? I know a lot of people didn't even know he was on that channel who watch all the time now and are absolutely I, entertained so, by what a nutcase he is. We all remember when, not we all, but we remember when um, he had passed it on. He's ripping the White Sox rebuild. So I tweeted that video out, and that was months and months ago. I still have people randomly retweeting me like every week, that video. Wow. People are still angry about it. <laughs> Every time the Sox do something good, they start ripping on him on Twitter. <laughs> I just love the way he got into the conversation. All right, let, let, we're going to knock them for a second here. Let's go ahead and knock them for a second here. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, like, that's uh, – that's, uh, let's, let's, let's knock the White Sox a little bit. Let's <laughs> bring you inside. That's what some people do before their radio shows. Who am I going to rip on? Yeah, what's our agenda going to be today? What's our fake outrage going to be? Let's trash somebody. Speaking the, of the um <laughs> Yeah, the the sad thing about uh, getting back to the White Sox, the sad thing about Kopech is 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 it really changed the atmosphere in every way surrounding the team, for the fans, for the media, for the players, for the coaches, for management. It was it just was a sudden burst of energy and I was like, wow, okay, you got to watch Kopech. You got to watch Rodon. Giolito suddenly had it figured out. And 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 then you're thinking Cease and and Hansen comes back healthy and he could be a guy. And there's Dunning and there's Stevens and there's Adams. And, I mean, it's just 
And and there's more guys, guys we've never even talked about. Uh, Eli talked to Don Cooper the other day, and uh, he was talking to him about young pitching. The exception to the rule is when a guy comes to the big leagues as a starter and he just kicks ass and the rest is history. It's inevitable that there's going to be struggles with everybody. Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens, and Randy Johnson, they're three Hall of Famers. They struggled at first. They did not get it right away. So if they're afforded that patience, everybody else should, right? So that's what we got. You know, you got to be patient involved with this stuff. Uh, but I see progress with each one of them. And, you know, we're going to take the rest of this year, see how much more progress we can make, give them the winter off and start fresh in spring training and continue that, hopefully, the process of improving. Yeah, well, we talk about it all the time, Joe. I've seen it. I've seen some really, really talented guys who really, really struggled early in their career and got just got their brains beat in trying to figure it out. How many times have we mentioned Maddox this year yeah, and what's I mean, going on with the I White mean, Sox? There's not guy won 355 career games. He's a pretty good example of a guy who had ability, had ideas, knew what to do, and just couldn't figure it out because you have to learn. You have to learn. You have to suffer. Not, I mean, there are, as Cooper said, there are rare examples, but there's not many. Generally, you get your brains beat in quite a bit. Yep. And they, they used to call it the sophomore jinx. I don't know if anybody hmm. uses that term anymore. Haven't heard it in a while. There's no jinx. It's just the league adjusts to you. And it's your job then to adjust back. And when you adjust back, the league's going to adjust again. And that never stops. That never stops throughout your whole career. Watch Max Scherzer pitch a game. He hasn't pitched the same game every time. He hasn't pitched a batter the same way twice in the same game. He won't even, in the course of a single at bat, throw a pitch in the same spot unless he's got some some knowledge of something that happened previously that leads him to believe he should do the exact same thing again in the same well, at bat. He adjusts throughout a game. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Maddox used to say, it's not even about what happened last time I faced him or even earlier today. It's about where he is right now. What's his bat speed at this moment in this at bat? Where are his feet? I wa- he said, I used to watch guys' feet. Their feet told me a lot about what they were trying to do, and I'd use it against them. Hmm. It's, a con- it's, it's a constant adjustment. So, yeah, young pitching going to suffer. The shame of it is, is uh, Michael Kopech for the next year will not be suffering on the field. He'll be suffering off the field. Going to be some long, lonely, dark days. But uh, you know, he'll be back in 2020, and and uh, hopefully for his sake and for the sake of White Sox fans. As good as ever. Coming up next, we'll talk to Bruce Levine here on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 